I'm Bryony Kennedy and you're listening to the Beauty, Business and Babies podcast brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. In the last 10 years of building Adorn Cosmetics, having three children and advocating for more ethical beauty standards in the beauty industry, I've become intimately aware of what it's like to wrestle with the different areas of my life. Every fortnight, I'll share the tears and triumphs that I experienced when starting my ethical conscious beauty company, dealing with depression and caring for my children. My hope is that you'll grow to know it's okay to have imperfect days, that you are not alone in feeling like a mess, and that you'll be inspired to commit to small but bold actions each and every day. Welcome back to another episode of Beauty, Business and Babies brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. I'm joined by Michelle from The Peers Project, our producers, and together we're diving into how we can leverage beauty as a form of self-care and why it's so important to take care of ourselves as mums, as women and as business owners. Oh, yes, I love it. You know, this is so important for us to talk about self-care. And I think, you know, as women, we often neglect ourselves, Mm. you know, in favour of our work, Mm. other commitments, and even our own families. Oh, my goodness. Brony, tell us what self-care means to you. Self-care to me means contentment in your decisions and being okay with the decisions of your actions. So it's very much about accepting and honouring what it is you need to do and wholeheartedly doing it and enjoying it. There's no point having passions or, or, or going off for a massage and the whole time you're sitting there going, oh, I really feel bad about being here. Like that's not self-care. That's kind of looking after yourself. But... The, the the best thing is is having a healthy mind and yes you have to have a healthy body but you can't have a healthy body without a healthy mind so for me it's about the com- the contentment of the decisions you make around doing the things that you're passionate about or the things that you need to do to to have a moment in time re- relax or whatever it is and accept that that's okay and being content that you deserve just like everybody else, to have those moments. Mm. So well said. How can we be content with taking time for ourselves? I like to think, because emotions are one of these things you can't, you can't help how you feel, okay? And we're all going to have guilt. We're all going to have, I suppose, feelings of regret, should we, doubt, I guess is the other one. These are emotions that you'll always have. You're never going to get rid of them or you probably become not a nice person. So for me, it's about looking at things from a practical point of view. And what I say to myself is that it's actually selfish of me not to do the things that I need to do to be happy, not have pleasures, but to be happy. Because if I'm not happy, I am not a great person for everybody else. I am not giving my best self as a mum. I'm not giving my best self as a leader. I'm not giving my best self as a friend because I'm not going to be present because I'm constantly thinking in my mind, oh, I really feel like I really wanted that massage. I really wanted to go to Pilates. I really wanted to go out with my friend. Like you're constantly having these conversations about should be, I want to be, but I didn't. 
And so you're actually not giving your best self to other people. And in my view, that's actually selfish and rude and not fair. And I think it's not, if if you're using the analogy of children, I don't think it's setting a good example for them that you are running yourself ragged for them. First of all, it teaches them that everything gets done for them. Like seriously, you're, you, we have a role to impart decent human beings that can function and, and contribute to society, not have their bums wiped till they're 50. So it's that element. But it's also repeating this lifestyle of, you know, teaching your daughters or teaching your sons that, you know, as a woman, you should be at home cooking and cleaning and 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 not ha- even having a moment to wash your hair like that you're setting a bad example so if you if you want to shake yourself out of this guilt and if you want to stay home with greasy hair with your kids good on you and you you own that stuff like if that's I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but if you have other things that you need to have for contentment and for true happiness then you have to do that. You have to do it, not for you. If, if you can't get past it being for you, you need to do it as an example for your children and you need to do it as an example for everybody else in your life because it's a selfish part of you not to look after yourself because you're never going to give anybody the best part of you and you owe it to them. If they're in your life as, a, as an employee, as a, as a husband, as a partner, the children, whatever it is, they're in your life. Life and they deserve the best version of you, not the half-assed version of you, not the semi-happy but I'm um, just going to sacrifice everything, you know. like It's to me it's about looking at it from that point of view and if that helps you move into doing things that you want to do, then that's the way you need to think about it. Hmm. Oh, my goodness, so well said. And I think just your analogy of the whole thing is just – it's so clear and it almost makes it silly if we don't mm. take time for mm. ourselves. Did you? A question I've got is, did you always see self-care that way? Did you kind of always come to that from the beginning or did this develop over time, this idea of self-care? Oh, definitely developed over time. And I think it was, it, for me, it was just purely I had to figure it out for survival because, you know, for, for many years when my, my twins were young, you know, I was not good. I was not in a good place. And as I, I, I've touched on previously, there was definitely times where I just did not want to exist. I don't think I would have ever done anything drastic, but I know that I was contemplating not existing. And for me, having felt that, I've always thought, okay, that's a really extreme thought to not want to be exist of existence anymore. So if you don't want to die, you need to sort your shit out because nothing is as bad as ending your life. So for me, it was survival. I thought if I don't do something, that is what's going to happen because you are so deep into these mental health issues. You need to start figuring out talking about it till you're blue in the face, till you find the right people that are going to help support you. You're going to have to try lots of different things until something hits home and works because what you're doing now is not working. Dedicating, you know, it's a mental health issue but it was also 
um, you know, whole feeling of I have to be home with them. I've got to be with them 24-7. I need to be there for my husband. I need to be washing, cleaning, having a sparkling clean house. I need to be everything to everyone else but nothing to myself. And that shit wasn't working, okay? And it it became for me a matter of survival. And I thought if this isn't working, I've got to figure out what will. So it was definitely an evolution of working out what I needed to do and knowing that nothing's as bad as dying so if you have to feel guilty about this you're just going to have to go and do it and there'd be many things that I did and I was racked with guilt the whole time but I pushed myself to do it and then that's when I would be in that moment telling myself okay you feel guilty right now it's okay but just remember your husband he's Kate he's got the kids they're good you need to now just Give yourself that hour, you're having a massage or it's Pilates, not, you're allowed to not think about these things for that period of time. It gets back to that having that dialogue with yourself about accepting the feeling. Don't reject it because that, that causes a problem in itself. You know, accept that you feel guilty, accept that you feel uh, upset or, or whatever it is. Then also accept that you're allowed to have that hour to yourself and that you can then worry about whatever you're worrying about whenever that is, whatever you're doing is finished. Okay. So it's, it's having those practical things in place. And it was definitely for me started off with, I needed to do something to survive. Then I needed to do something to live. So it was a stepping stone for me was that you are not, you're just existing. I need to, I do need to just get to that point of survival. And then when I was feeling like, okay, I'm I'm getting some reins on on what I need to do now I need to start practicing these things and really honing in on 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 how I can get myself to a place where I'm not racked with this guilt and this depression and and then start living so it's a it's a stepping stone no one wakes up and just thinks I've got my shit together I'm all good I'm just gonna love going here and the kids are off there I don't care because I'm I'm me and I'm gonna be selfish I don't give a shit like no one thinks like that we all doubting and questioning and 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 that's okay like don't don't try and stop those feelings but just manage them and accept that they can't rule your life that's I guess accept that you have them but don't let them rule your life Mm. oh huge I just loved how you laid it out like that and I think it's so valuable to so many of the women listening, you know, to me even. It's like understanding that you don't have to go from zero to hero and you're going to feel awesome. No, It's like, no, there is a stage. There are stages. What were some of those early things you did back in the day when you were still trying to get to that survival phase Mm. to to look after yourself? What were some of those self-care things? I think for me I tried to do things that removed myself from the boys because part of my problem was feeling that uh, I needed to control their routine. I mean, I even had a book, which I've still got, oh, my goodness, with the time they woke up, the time they fed, the t- like seriously there were some issues there, like the control of that. Like oh, my biggest advice is anyone who's about to have a baby, do not read any baby books because that shit sets you up for failure. And so, you know, based on all this so-called advice in these books, I, I just had these routines. And so for me, I felt like I had to be with them all the time to make sure that routine was adhered to and uh, no one else could possibly 
stick to that routine and if they didn't they'd stuff it up and then I'd be in a total disarray and like oh, oh like oh my god so part of my self-care at that time was to learn to separate myself from the boys and it was just small stuff like it was nothing earth-shattering like I'm going to take up a course or I'm going to start walking it was nothing earth-shattering it was just okay today you've been invited for a coffee you are allowed to go and have a coffee with your friend and not feel obligated to talk about your pooey nappies and milk schedules for an hour. It's okay. Like someone else can look after them for that time. Like so for me it was simple things of just removing myself from motherhood for a moment in time and learning that that was okay. So it, it could have just been for a quick walk with my husband while my mum watched the boys or it, you know, I couldn't even go out and, and have lunch with my husband without just panicking that they were not going to be okay without me. So simple stuff, like it doesn't have to be earth shattering. Just learn to be um, okay with your own company and your own time and that you don't, people don't have to have you with them 24-7. They're, they're going to cope without you being there. Mm-hmm. So, so good to hear. And I think, you know, so many of us think of self-care and we think, oh, I have to go and to the spa for a weekend mm. or I have to go get a $200 massage and that that's the only, I mean, I don't have the dollars all the time or the whatever yeah. for that. You know, it's so refreshing to hear that it, it can literally be as simple as going for a coffee. Yeah, absolutely. You know? You t- we talked a bit earlier about um, you headed off to P- Pilates yesterday, I think it was. <laughs> and, you know, has since you've progressed in your motherhood and as mm. a mom and even just as a businesswoman and in your life in general, how has your self-care regime and strategies changed? Well, I think the fact that I actually exercise to exercise rather than going to the gym to sleep in the aromatherapy room, <laughs> um, there's a bit... <laughs> true story when my boys were little and old enough they had a daycare at the I don't think it was fitness first or whatever it is and uh, my membership was they go into the daycare I would go and sleep in the aromatherapy (laughs) room wow I'm sleeping yeah so I actually now exercise to exercise not to sleep so that there's a big progression there but I think for me it's definitely easier now that the boys are older and they're not so dependent on me of course and I've got somewhat more sleep in my life I'm not a great sleeper I have to say which is annoying but I'm not so but I'm not woken up all hours of the night so I think women have to be kind to themselves and understand that there will be a period of time where you're so damn tired and like you know what if you don't can't exercise that day it's no point doing it because you're so tired your body's going into healing mode for the fact that you, you haven't had enough rest so just say to yourself okay this is not ideal right now I'd really love a walk but again don't feel guilty because you haven't gone for the walk just go it's just not happening today so for me it's really just being able to have that little bit of extra time now that they're a bit older and embracing that that I'm able to do some of the things that I enjoy now because I've got a bit more time and a bit more flexibility but when they were younger not beating myself up about it as well so yes I would have liked to have had a massage did I have the time or the money back then no you know so just trying to then re 
I guess rephrase it in my mind as to, okay, well, self-care ideally would look like this for me, but at the moment it needs to be this. And it could be just watching a really nice movie or just watch reading a really good book in the sun, getting a bit of vitamin D but safely with sunscreen on. You know, so just, just try and maybe rejig the situation just for that moment in time and don't feel guilty that you'll beat yourself up because the situation you're in right now is always going to change. Change is inevitable. What's going on now is not what's going to be happening in, in six months, a year's time. So just go with what you're capable of in that day. Don't worry about setting yourself up for failure, worrying about, you, you know, a gym membership and, you know, like just just go with how you feel from one moment to the next, I think. Mm. I couldn't agree more. And I think just when you touched on that idea of, you know, if you don't have the energy to just, you know, go for a run because you you can just rest and watch a movie, read a book, you know. I think progressing from there, you know, how can we start to really set up a bit more of a, how can we really achieve the kind of self-care regime that we actually want? So, you know, maybe in those early days it is that we can only read a book. What Mm. happens if we have those kind of greater ambitions to, oh, I would really love to take a a full day out Mm. or, you know, how can we start to set ourselves up for what we really want when Mm. it comes to looking after ourselves? I think that people are uh, a little bit delusional at the moment in thinking they can have it all. Um, and that's just an absolute utter nonsense. So again, I think what you need to do is look at three or four areas of your life that are going to make you happy, not just give you immediate pleasures, but make you genuinely happy long term. And anything else aside from that then has to take a back burner. So that's the first step you need to look at is, is fitness important to you? And when I mean fitness, I mean like a a set fitness or if you're just happy for a casual walk, that's fine. But if your fitness, is it family? Is it friends? Is it a hobby or is it a business? So there might be three or four areas of your life that you can focus on, but you can't focus on all of it because you're never going to do any of it well. You're never going to enjoy those self-care moments because you're half-assed doing them you're tired or you're you're thinking oh shit I should have really caught up with a friend or so commit to yourself those three or four areas of your life that are what you're in what's important to you stick to them and everything else you say no to and that in itself makes it a lot easier but I think then what you can do from there is you know filtering out the things that are not going to get you to that happiness and you'll just automatically have more time for those things because instead of feeling guilty about saying no you're okay with it because you know it's not fitting within your your three happiness areas or four happiness areas it's not part of what you want to do anymore so you're going to start saying no to the school canteen thing or I don't know whatever it is to start saying no if it's not in those areas of your happiness and you're freeing up so much time you never knew you had you know get off your phone stop looking at bloody Instagram or <laughs> unless it's a dawn then you can you yeah, just or business, keep, beauty business yeah you, exactly that's right you, you just well you can keep listening and do your stuff but you know I think that just straight away frees up your time because I think people just get up they get through the day 
you know, yes, I'll do that. Yes, 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 yes. And they've done nothing they really want to do. So for me, pulling back on doing things I don't genuinely want to do or going to things I really don't want to go to just automatically has freed up more time for me. And so, you know, I, I just look at ideally, like a couple of years ago, I said to myself, I would really like to start having one day off a week just for my damn self. I don't know what I'll do on that day, but I just want to wake up and not have to worry about anyone but myself. And if I want to stay in bed all day, I'm going to do it. If I want to go for a walk, whatever. I just, that was my goal. I want to have a day off and I would like to get to a point where I can actually do Pilates more than once a week. I'd like to do it two or three times a week. So just little simple things like that, that I wanted to achieve. So for me, it was then looking at, okay, that's what would make me happy. How do I work towards that? What things do I have to get rid of? It's only 24 hours in a day. We've all got the same amount of hours and everyone's saying, oh, but I'm busy. Uh, we've all got the same time. Like get up earlier then. I don't know. Like it's you'll fit it in if you want to, if you're passionate enough about it. And if you get rid of the shit you don't really want to be doing, you'll find the time. And that's the important thing is focus on the key areas and get rid of everything else. And then you'll have the time to do that stuff you love. Mm. Oh. So well said. I think so many of us overload. You just put that so nicely. Oh, we overload yeah, for no reason. Yeah. Oh, you know, and, and achieving just, nothing. Literally, it's like as you said. You if you want to do more than four to three to four things, you're not going to do them well. So what's the point? That's exactly right. You know. So I think if, the question I've got for you is, especially as women, we find it really difficult to say no. We find mm. it really difficult to go, you know, no, that's not right now. No, no. How can we get better at that? How can we grow the confidence to say no to the things that we don't want to do? Again, I think that's experience and practice because it, it's an emotion of feeling uncomfortable. So, you know, there's definitely things even now that I'll say no to that I, and it's like you're just flat out saying no. You know, you just look, unfortunately, it, it's not something I can do right now or look I'd love to but I've got this that I'm needing to put my focus on and I'm just very clear with people that when I have to say no to something that I just will say them I can't unfortunately give you the time that you need right now or I'm just not really in the right mind frame for this so I'll have to say no and I think that's all you need to do is just say look unfortunately this week um, you know I've got some priorities at need my attention um you know think of some a couple of little things you could say that's just not a flat out no because then people feel stressed about it's a bit like role playing you know have a couple of things that you'll say like look it's just not really something that I can focus on at the moment so I'll have to say no but good luck I'm, I'm hope wish you well with it or look I really can't attend at the moment because I'm, I'm needing to focus on some family things at the have something in your mind that you've practiced and rehearsed and it won't be so difficult to say no but I think it again it comes back to people feeling like if they say no they look like they're not capable and that I should be this awesome person that can do everything and again that's just crap it's nonsense you can't like it's just inhumane on yourself to think that you can I mean who the hell do you think you are that you can even do all this stuff like I tell myself that um Bryony if I feel like I've disappointed myself I then say wow you honestly think you're that good do you 
you honestly think you can do all of that like seriously pull your head in you're not that awesome like so you know be a bit tough on yourself because you can't be everything it's bloody impossible so it's about accepting that you're not able to do everything you can't do everything nor should you bloody well want to and then having a few of those you know rehearsed lines that make you feel more comfortable around saying no huge just so great and I think that especially as women being able to let people down or or that's a that's not even the word being able to just stick to your guns and do what you want to do and and just stay in integrity with yourself by saying no and having mm. those little phrases I think that you mentioned is just super helpful because mm. sometimes we do feel bad to go flat out no it's just better to go oh you know as you as you kind of said those phrases that you gave mm. were so useful yes yeah no I love it awesome so I want to talk a bit more about now what your current self-care regime looks like mm-hmm. so you know on a day do you have that day off now if you do what does that day look like for you on an you know on a normal week mm. what do you do I think um, one of the simple self-care things that I've always stuck to, and I'll talk about things I do more now, but one of the simple self-care things I've always stuck to is having a regular bedtime. Love <laughs> it. Like it's seriously that simple. But, look, I know as a mum sometimes you want to go to bed later after the kids have gone to bed because you want that time on your own, and that's fine. I get that. There's been times where I've done that too. But I do feel that you're then worse the next day. So for me I've always put, even though I'm not a great sleeper, I have always put – a regular sleep routine first Um, and I'm really strict on that with my children because with lack of sleep you are just useless you can't function I mean it's a form of torture and so for me I'm really strict on that as self-care for my children and for myself my husband probably should go to bed a bit earlier than he does, but he doesn't. But I can just tell with my kids, like they hate me for it, but I just I'm so strict on when they go to bed. So that's a simple thing. I really think that you need to stick to a regular bedtime, even if you're not great at sleeping, um, you know, switch off the bloody technology and just even if you have to lay there and just listen to some music, but just you need to have a regular bedtime. I do get my day off a week now, <laughs> which is awesome, and I've made it a Friday, so I get a long weekend. And so for me... The self-care around having the day off is that freedom of no control on that day because my, my, my days are so strictly regimented with and they need to be or I wouldn't get all of the things I'm passionate about done and everybody that's relying on me needs a bit of me so I have to... I have to really have a fairly tight uh, schedule with things. So Friday is just the self-care of the Friday is for me not having any expectations and just waking up and doing what the hell I want to do. Like that's just awesome. The other reason I like to have the day is that I'm a better mum when I've had that day to myself before the kids come, they've got, you know, they've got the weekend off. They're usually frazzled from school and there's the sports stuff. And I just feel like for me not, you know, having that day, I've had a chance to just, I suppose, re reset and, know that I can then focus on them and 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 all of their needs. My boys have all got anxiety too, so it's a fairly stressful household. Um, so I need to just be able to get myself centred so that I can then uh, be the best for them uh, for the weekend. So, so that's definitely something that I am pretty strict on now. I also 
where I can most days leave at 3.30 from the office because, you know, I've spent so many years working around the clock, but now I've got such an awesome team that I'm able to do that. And and for me, self-care is giving people flexibility and uh, the team in Adorn have that flexibility. Some girls work their hours over four days rather than five days. Some people start really early, finish early. Like it, It's all about just having flexibility. And so for me, being able to finish a bit earlier every day, I get to have that time with my kids that I probably didn't get to have in the earlier stages of life. Life is all about a little bit of sacrifice, accepting that sacrifice, but knowing that that shouldn't be lifelong. You know, sacrifices are a necessary evil, but they shouldn't be forever. So the sacrifices I made then, I'm reaping the rewards now. And there's no point having that sacrifice if you're never going to reap it. So for me, I now, you know, 3, 3.30, I want to be home for them. I want to be able to make them a snack after school. Sometimes I wonder why I bothered coming home, to be honest, because <laughs> I just go, wow, wow, you two need to go back to school. I'm going back to work. <laughs> but, you know, ultimately that's what I want to do. And for me, um, I love Pilates, like seriously. Like I used to be involved in the gym. Um, I was a personal trainer. I had a stint at that when I didn't know what I wanted to do. I bloody hate the gym. Seriously, I'd rather stick pins in my eyes. I can't stand it. I just, I get the heebie-jeebies. I haven't stepped foot in a gym since I met my husband. That's where I met him at a gym <laughs> and he often jokes about it. Um, but Pilates, oh, I just love it. Like I just, I just, even when I'm wanting to pass out from exhaustion when I'm in there, I just love it. So for me, it's just making sure I've got the time to do that. Um, and I've only recently stumbled across that and liking that. So it's not like I always knew I liked Pilates. I do love reading and I do try and make the time for that. But I find that for me, reading, I've got to almost have a few hours free to get myself into the the relaxation of then reading. So as much as I'd love to read more, I probably don't. I, I'm I'm striving to doing – I would like to read a book a week. That's what I'm sort of working towards. And the other simple self, self-care thing I do, I don't know whether it's actually self-care or detrimental to my health really, but I do have a scotch every night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, I love it. <laughs> so I call it scotch o'clock. So I say to my husband, is it scotch o'clock yet? And some days he'll say it is only four o'clock. <laughs> like, wow, okay, no, it's not. All right. Um, you know, it's so yes. I, I have a scotch and a bath oh. and it is not even negotiable. Like. Oh. Every day I have a scotch and a bath and quite often I do my lives for Adorn's Facebook in the bath. I've decided I need to wear bras in the bath because it can get a bit bloody X-rated if I'm not careful. So (laughs) keeping it PG, I'll have a bath uh, with a bra on, do a live, or it's just something I do. So it's my sign-off. Like I feel because I'm such a a nutty, full-on person in my thinking and I'm always just naturally thinking of business ideas and, oh, I could do that and this is a new – like it's just – never ending for me it's like okay the bath and the 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 bevo are what signs me off like I'm I'm that role is done now you are about to embark on motherhood with a scotch under your belt (laughs) (laughs) not complaining I mean just just some simple things you know simple things no, I love it. I It's so refreshing to hear. I think so many women would look at you and we've talked about this before, you know, the social media following and the company and the, you know, the babies and you're beautiful mm. and all, you know, the oh, whole thanks, thing. Love. And oh, <laughs> it's 
just the truth. <laughs> you know, and just the whole thing. And I think so many of us would just think, oh, she's just really got it all. And like, how could I ever, you know, yeah. and I just, it's so great to hear that these are the little things that you do mm. to just stay, stay sane. And that it wasn't always yeah. like this. And it, yeah. it really was a build up over the years to get to this oh, level. Uh, you know? uh, absolutely. Like I do not have my shit together. Let me tell you, like there is just, but you know what? I've learned to accept who I am and I, you know, I don't have it all figured out and some days absolutely fall to hell and other days I think, wow, I had that, 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 that day was an awesome day. It all worked out really well. You know, what you see from the out, you know, outside is not, you know, we've all got trials, we've all got tribulations and no matter what it is, it's all valid in that person's life and the last thing I want is for anybody to think that anyone else is better than them um, and I would hate to think that they think I'm any better than they are or I've got my life together any more than they do because I don't. Like, yes, I might be doing different things than you but that doesn't validate me as a better person. It just means that I'm just living what I want to do and it's taken me a long journey to get there and I, and I uh, definitely have had some extremely hard times getting to where I'm at and to get to the position that I'm able to have a bit more involvement in my own self-care. I have dedicated a lot of mental resources to, to train myself to to think the way I am. I definitely wake up and sometimes think, wow, this is, you know, I'm not really impressed with how I handled that or, I, you know, but I get over it a lot quicker and I am much more kinder to myself than I – and whether that's an age thing, no, I actually think it's – no, I think it's a it's the ability and the dedication I've put to my own self-development because I know a lot of older people who still have issues. I've really focused on – being kind to myself because I just think if you aren't kind to yourself, you're not being kind to anyone else either. Like I just feel that, you know, I've got one shot at this and I'll be damned if I'm going down as someone who's got regrets because that, that stuff will eat you up. And I, I want to I want to be bloody happy. Like I want to be. I don't I don't want to have to live like this. So I, I've really dedicated myself to that. And but I'll also laugh off, you know, things that I've I've that I've done wrong or I've said wrong or I'm or I know I've got some funny little nutty ways and my friends know and I'll just say oh look no I'm not doing that or or I need this or I've got to go now I'm feeling a bit anxious I want to go home like they all know and I just verbalize it and I don't beat myself up over it now I just accept that this is who I am this is my personality I'm a good person I go to bed knowing I've done my best I've not hurt anyone and that's all good yeah and Honestly, be proud of yourself because of that. It's mm. bloody awesome. Mm. It's just so refreshing to hear. I think something that's so interesting about you is that you really appreciate yourself now. Mm. You know, it just it's so evident. You've got this innate self-confidence that comes out when you speak about it. You know, to the women who are listening in and they just think, oh, you know, I just I really don't appreciate myself mm. that much. And I, I, I really am struggling to, or at least right now in my life where I'm at right now, what advice would you give to them around learning to better appreciate yourself mm. so that you can have more of that innate self-confidence? I think it's it's having um, empathy for others in a worse situation than you and I think it's also validating that you're breathing and that's better than what 
is happening for, for others. Um, if you're able to breathe air, then, you know, you're alive and there's so many people that have life stolen from them. And I know that seems fairly extreme, but look, you know, I, I remember as a teenager screaming and crying at my hair in the mirror because I, I couldn't style it the right way. And, and my mum would come in going, oh, my God, what do I do with you? You know, I had I had bulimia when I was, you know, a, a later teenager. Um, you know, I, I definitely was not born with self-confidence or I was just rocking myself. Like, I, I honestly wasn't. Like, I was very, you know, I guess aspiring to, to be something I, I that wasn't me or, or, or living up to others' expectations or trying to alter the way I looked due to how I felt I should look. So that definitely wasn't something I was born with. And, look, some kids are confident. That's awesome. But it, that wasn't the case for me, definitely not. But I do remember, and I don't even know why it was a thought, but I remember it coming to me once when I was, I was walking on a treadmill at a, at a gym. I don't know, I was probably 20 to go um and I remember thinking god you know you just can't get this weight off I mean I've never really had a weight problem mm. this is so this is where it's just ridiculous mm. but I just think I can't get to that size I want to be and I you know and I'm, I'm doing all of this and oh bloody hell and I, and I hated being in the gym and I didn't even want to be on the treadmill and I was just hating on it and then I thought to myself oh my goodness like you actually have two legs that can walk on this damn treadmill. Do you really, like, who the hell are you becoming that you're that superficial, that you're worrying about an extra couple of kilos when someone else would be just dying to be able to get out of a wheelchair? And for me, from that moment on, I decided I was just going to try and have perspective. You know, we all have insecurities at time and we all want a better something or a different something or curly hair, straight hair, smaller bum, bigger bum, whatever. Like we've all got things. That's and that's fine. That's totally cool. But I also accept that this is what I've been given and I've got to make the best of that and it's not going to change. I'm not going to get new legs or new different size legs or a different size nose or a different size anything. Like it's it's that's what I've got. Like you've just got to accept that you're healthy and that you're living and there's more to life than all that superficial stuff and and just try and have perspective and have empathy for others and that when you are going through some tough times, yes, it's valid, you're allowed to be upset. I'm not saying for you, you can't wallow in some self-pity every now and then. That's totally fine but you need to snap out of that shit because, you know, there's always someone that's going through something a lot worse and so it, just keep it relevant keep things in perspective um, and have a bit of empathy for, for others and, and stop being so bloody selfish to yourself. I couldn't agree more. I think, I mean, literally you just hit the nail on the head with that. I think so many of us, we compare in in the worst ways. We look at the people mm. who are better, that we think are better than us. We look yes. at the people who've got more or whatever it is, but we never think about the people that maybe have so much less than mm. we do, mm. you know. So I think, I guess, what, what are your, what's your take on comparison in general? You know, we, 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 why don't we compare more with the people that perhaps don't have what we have? And we're always looking at people that have more. Or mm. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to, like, people who maybe have worse circumstances don't want pity. Like, mm. they just want to be accepted. So I think that we must not pity other people because I, I don't feel that that's something that they want either. But I, I, I do feel that collectively 
all any human or actually any living thing wants is to be loved and accepted. That's, that, that's really it. It's as simple as that. Like, you know, and if we were more accepting and kind to each other, I think there would be less comparison and less expectation because all we would be focusing on is giving other people love, giving other people your genuine time and acceptance. And I think that, you know, a lot of these other things, all these superficial things wouldn't be such an issue. So one of the things I always talk about is be being kind to yourself, be kind to others and, you know, just stop stop the comparison because it's physically, biologically damn impossible for you to be like someone else you know you can aspire or or be inspired by other people um but biologically and physically you're never going to emulate exactly what they're doing so give yourself a break because you just can't do it give yourself a break i love it oh my goodness i could not agree more oh priny this has been another epic episode. We'll leave it there, but I'm so excited for, I guess, what's to come. And just, I just, I'm loving this conversation. The women that are listening, pop a comment below, you know, yeah. if you're, if you're loving this conversation, tell us more about what you'd love to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. More, more conversation around this stuff, definitely. Oh, 100%. And then the next episode, we'll be talking about taking care of the environment. Oh, yay. Love. Thank you for listening to the Beauty, Business and Babies podcast brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. I hope there was something in today's episode that you found relatable and made you feel less alone. As women, we're all struggling with something on the inside, but we're often too afraid to ask for help. If there was something in this episode that you think might help another woman you know, please share it with them and let me know by screenshotting this episode and tagging me on social media at Bryony A. Kennedy and at Adorn Cosmetics. If you love what Adorn Cosmetics stands for, subscribe to this podcast right now and head to adorncosmetics.com.au to become an adorner and receive special offers on all things Adorn. Thank you once again for listening and being part of my journey. I'll see you next time. Thank you.